This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final hour. You better you bet on the Back UL Network. Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, it's great to be here with you. NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year conversation coming up. Our bets for tonight still to come as well, where I will bet against the New York Yankees for the 100th straight night. In my quest to just uh, get rich and buy a yacht and, like, retire, just fade in the 2023 New York Yankees. But for now, we aim to finish the ACC here. And by we, I mean I just set Ken up, and he's your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper. There's a reference for you. Nailed it. Ken destroying the commentary on the ACC. You're absolutely killing it. So let's continue here with eight buckets meets Lochmas lightning round edition schedule win total analysis for the ACC. Uh, Jake, bring the Lochmas music back up here. And uh, Ken, we now go from NC State to North Carolina with Drake May, who's like a prospective top five pick in the NFL draft next year. Tar Heels win total of eight under uh, minus 120 at BetMGM. Had a very interesting first game of the year against Spencer Rattler in South Carolina. Yeah, this is a, a really funny team. <clears throat> and I know it's easy to to want to be bullish on them because May is such like a exciting prospect. Um, except we like kind of just went through this exact same thing with Sam Howell a few years ago. And there were really high expectations and they came in way under. Sam Howell had a great 2020 COVID season, came back for 21. The win total was nine and a half, 10, uh, and they won six games. Uh, and then that's actually one of the reasons why Howell fell to the commanders in the draft, because they played so poorly that year. Like he was projected to maybe be the number one pick in the draft. So is that going to happen again? I don't know. Uh, just something to kind of be mindful of. Like we've done this before with North Carolina. Raw projection for them puts them like right on this number, 8.2. Most of the market's eight and a half juiced way under. MGM's kind of like eight juiced more evenly. So it's kind of the same thing. Um, and that's correct. If I had to bet this, I would actually bet one of the juiced unders on eight and a half only for this reason. So this is not a bet that like I have in the account or anything, but just like if you wanted to play North Carolina or if you like them this year, just consider that the sort of history of Mac Brown in North Carolina, which is what this is year five of that happening, has sort of been marked by something really consistent. The team every single year basically plays a ton of high scoring, extremely close games that all like half of them land one possession, like 51-48. And when you play a lot of games like that, and then the market expects you to win a lot, that's really dangerous. <laughs> and like, I would also say at a, in his current age, he is not like the greatest in-game coach of all time. Recruits his ass off. And this is like the best talent score I have for them on record. So like, they're very good. It's just, they're gonna be in a lot of those games I don't know if they're going to win like five out of seven of them or something like that. And if they win half of them, they probably win seven or eight games. So like, I don't have a bet on this. I think this is like pretty close to right. If I had to bet this though, I'd bet the eight and a half juiced under. What it does mean uh, is that I have 0.0 interest in betting Drake May to win the Heisman Trophy uh, because I think you need a lot to go right for him to even get into that nine, 10 win threshold um, that will be required for uh, the winner. The winner, basically you have to win 10 games couple nine win 
guys have won all time, but it's like Lamar Jackson when he breaks every single record or like Tim Tebow or something like that. And Drake May is very unlikely to be that also. Um, so we'll have zero on him to win the Heisman. Lean under on the eight and a half. Eight's probably fine. I'm not trying to sidetrack this too much here. I have just looked this up. Do you know how old Mac Brown is? And if not, guess. 71. He's He is 71. I thought he was like 80. Oh, I saw, I think he's like young at 71. I thought it was going to be like 78 I totally guessed or something. that. Uh, he's you, really were, you nailed it. He's 71. I, I expected to see like 77, and he's 71. Mac Brown's still kind of young. Good for Mac Brown. Also, like I just turned 40, and now I'm uh, increasingly aware of my old of my own mortality. That's the truth. Uh, <laughs> as we move on now, that's the, that's the truth. As we you'll you may get there next year. You'll see. We uh yeah. we move to the Pitt Panthers here, Ken, and our old friend Pat Narduzzi. Win total of seven, juice to the under. Yeah, raw projection for them. Uh, and you'll hear this a lot. You'd be like, man, it doesn't seem like there's like a ton of bets. I mean, I'm not going to have a bet on every single team. Like, it would be unreasonable. It would mean my numbers were insane or I had lots of irrational opinions. Uh, we have a good amount of bets in this conference. We've done a lot of them already. Uh, we're just going to have a string of teams, I think, where there's not likely to be bets. And that's fine. Uh, but still, some schedule analysis forthcoming. This is probably the right number for Pitt. And if it's ever different from this in one direction or another, you just play back to this number. Sort of like Kentucky would also be this example of like, you know what they are? Seven and five. And if they're ever rated to not be seven and five, play them back to seven and five. Uh, or, you know, maybe like eight and four sometimes for Pitt. But you get the idea. Like if a lot or nothing is expected of Pitt with Narduzzi as the coach, you play back to the middle. Kentucky with Stoops, the exact same concept. The problem is both teams are being rated like average for them this year. Uh, if I had to bet this number, I would bet over. There's a way juiced six and a half over. I would not play that either, but just like would lean that way. 7.3 is my number. Team plays a billion toss-up games. A lot of the ACC teams are like that this year. We did Louisville and we said that. Uh, we did NC State and we said that, who has like the crazy easiest schedule I've ever seen. And then Pitt's got a little bit of that too, just because of who they draw. Um, they do get Florida State, like it's worth noting. So it's not like the easiest schedule ever. And they get North Carolina, but like how many games? Seven or less. One, two, three, four, five, seven games seven or less on their schedule. Narduzzi's a good enough coach. He usually gets teams to seven or eight wins that he could win a lot of those games. Um, but just because of who they've drawn and kind of whether I like or dislike them, I think this game land, this team lands seven a lot. Maybe a little bit more likely eight than six, but I think the market's kind of got this right. A uh, ton of schedule flexibility. Wouldn't pay a lot for a half win either way. And, uh, and much like a lot of the ACC, it's going to be these weird toss-up games, uh, crazy finishes that probably decides like who's nine and three and who's three and nine. From Pitt to Syracuse and Dino Babers, win total of six. Ken, juiced a little bit towards the under at BetMGM. Uh, I played an under on this team, and I have a little bit. This is one of the few that I think the price is just not what I played. I thought this number was crazy when it came out, and now I think it's a little less crazy. I still like it. Uh, I would actually pay and pay under six, play under six and a half here. Um, less schedule flexibility than some of the other teams. Probably only five like remote toss-ups, and I mean like within ten points. So like the half wins can be worth something. They're gonna be four and three or three and four like a good amount of the time babers is a pretty good coach but like the history of syracuse football how they're rated in the win total market and how they typically for perform six and a half is a pretty crazy number and it's not like the talent got way 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 better there are basically two reasons why this uh, three why this number is higher than a normal Syracuse number. One, they won a lot of games last year. That's like the easiest one to identify. They won seven. Win total is going to get a boost from whatever it was. The previous year it was four and a half. Last year, now it's six and a half. So previous year success, that's always a really easy one. Uh, returning quarterback who's pretty good. 
That's another one. Uh, Garrett Schrader, who was a Mississippi State guy, I think, and then transferred. Uh, mobile guy, like pretty talented quarterback, especially for Syracuse. So like that's fun. He's also a running quarterback who runs a lot. And I think that makes him really injury prone. How do I know that? Well, he had off-season surgery on his throwing arm and he's not back to 100% yet. So I think there's like a lot of uncertainty that like you're getting 12 games of Garrett Schrader for a variety of reasons. Uh, how much he runs and the fact that he already sustained a pretty serious injury. I would have that as a pretty big warning sign on a team that's already rated like better than they normally are. And then they lost both coordinators which is like a big negative for a school like this normally. They promoted from within for the offense, and I think it might be bad, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, Rocky Long, who's kind of like a historic uh, name in, in defensive coordinator circles, took over a couple different programs. Insane defense, San Diego State, probably the one that people remember the most. He's their DC this year, except it's like a total scheme change from what they were running, and it's year one, and it's like the expectation that this is awesome, and I just don't understand. So like, cool they did win a lot last year they do have a returning quarterback their defensive coordinator is kind of a fun name i make them six a ton and five a lot and like i think their quarterback might be like a pretty big injury risk too so a uh, team that had a ton of success the year before and now they're boosted way high in the market uh this is the second highest win total for syracuse in the last 15 years uh and i would like to play under on it so you're gonna have to pay for the six and a half you don't want to bet it great uh i bet under six and a half on them and, and paid like 155 to do it. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Lockmas meets eight buckets lightning round edition wrapping up the ACC. Ken, let's go to Tony Elliott and Virginia. One total of three, minus 110 both ways at MGM. Feels like a total rock bottom number, even for a program that's not had a lot of success and obviously had a lot happen uh, on their schedule last year. But like, I think the only way I would ever play this is to bet over on three. Uh, I have not bet it. My projection for them is 3.3. They do not play a lot of toss-up games or even games that can become toss-ups. So basically the way this is going to play out is they're going to be one in seven and they're going to have four toss-up games. And how they play on those toss-up games is going to determine whether they go over or under this number, obviously. And if they win half of them, that lands three. And that's why you're seeing the number in the market what it is. The four toss-up games, they host James. Ma so again, as you hear these games, be like, okay, as bad as I think Virginia is, could they win these games? Uh, host James Madison likely to be like almost a pick'em game uh host boston college same uh host georgia tech and then the rivalry game against virginia tech what do all those games have in common all four of them are at home the only way i'd play this is over i think the markets kind of got it right three three and a half juiced kind of depending on which one it is but uh they start to get a lot of action on under three and like get plus price on under on three or something to play over I think I might play over on Virginia. Like it's 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 really bad. It's just not as bad as the market. It's just slightly less bad than the market thinks. And all of their toss-ups are home games that are winnable. Like maybe they get three of those a lot, and we'll kind of see other points. And I don't Virginia Tech's like fine, but they might also kind of be in the toilet. So um, I think like a three, if you start to get enough juice on the under, um, you would play like plus over three would be my only action on them. But uh, no bets in the account right now. From Virginia to Virginia Tech and Brent Pry. We got two Brents, Brent Key and Brent Pry. Anyway, Hokies win total of five under minus 120. I just, uh, I really, when I made a list when the numbers first opened, before I did like any work, I looked at five, five and a half power conference teams, like teams with a win total of five or five and a half, and then teams like eight, eight and a half, nine that had had really good seasons. Those are typically like where I find a lot of my valuable bets. And I circled Virginia Tech immediately as an over, 
just to like see what they would do in the offseason, see what they would do with their coordinators, read more about them, but like would only ever play over. And I was like excited to maybe bet the over on them. And now we're here and I just can't bet the over on it. I just can't. Uh, I think they might be awful again. There's, there's just like no real track record for coach and offensive coordinator. And the offense was excruciating last year. And uh, Tyler Bowen is the name of their offensive coordinator. And like, there's just, uh, he was a Penn State guy with Pry and like just brought him over and he wasn't the offensive coordinator ever. And it's like, he might just be bad at this or he might be good, but we just have no idea. And I can't play like a bounce back to bowl eligibility on a coaching staff that might be awful. Um, they also, something about Virginia Tech that people will know, one thing that they have going for them is their tremendous home field advantage. Uh, you know, like you've so always seen the Saints, like team comes out in night games to like, you know, whatever, enter Sandman or whatever they come out to. And it's like this like insane experience. And uh, I really hope I got that song right, because now I'm trying to do all this off the top of my head. You whatever. Did. You definitely uh, Blacksburg did. at yes. night. I was I said it and I go. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> South like Carolina and right Storm Virginia yeah. Tech is interesting, man. Yeah, the, the, the you know why? It's because we did that the other day, and now that's like in my head. It's like, oh my God. Um, okay, so like I think everybody gets that Like that's a really, really, really tough environment to play. Uh, that Sam Howell, North Carolina team, Vatek beat them outright in week one uh, in a home game that had a crazy atmosphere in it, so we know what that's worth. Uh, here's the problem. Virginia Tech plays almost no home games this year. And they only play one home night game to start this uh, on paper right now in all 12. They play six road games. So they don't even get to use like the best asset that the program still has. And the best asset isn't the players anymore. It's probably just the atmosphere of their home stadium. And they don't have that anymore. So like, I really wanted to bet over. It makes a lot of sense they'd win six. Uh, all the things just point to like, this is probably right. And they're just bad. All right, and we will close with Wake Forest. And my guy, Dave Clawson, is the head coach, who, again, was the head coach at Fordham when I was a student there 20, yeah. 20 years ago. Uh, six and a half is the win total, under minus 130. Sam Hartman, last year's stud quarterback, obviously now at Notre Dame. This is, uh, I think this is another one we have kind of right. 6.7 projection. Uh, fair amount of toss-up games. They're going to be four and three with five left a lot. You get half of those, that's six and a half. Uh, schedule, like, nothing even that interesting, like a pretty generic. They do draw, I mean, it's Clemson and Florida State and some of the teams you'd expect. They play Notre Dame. That's one of the reasons why, like, they're not an eight or a nine. For Clawson, even, this is, like, kind of about how he's average rated the last five, six years. Team typically wins. Their most, like, common landings are, like, six and seven uh, in terms of, like, their average wins. So I think this is, again, another situation where we kind of know what the program is. I think the market's probably got it right. I don't even really have a lean. I wish we were ending with something more dramatic. I don't even really have a lean either way. And that does it for the ACC. Uh, it's a really good job. Lightning round's pretty awesome. Give me like a million. I feel bad. Tyler's doing our <laughs> Tyler's doing our yeah. podcast clips today. I think Tyler's going to be. It's a lot of podcast clips because each, each one's got to be separate. Let's cook these books. <laughs> as much as possible. Like, well, you guys actually got 1.2 billion downloads yesterday. How'd you do that? Like said, nine million clips. Lot, nine million clips. Uh, what would you like to do tomorrow, Ken? Which conference would you like to start on next? Uh, why don't we do Pac-12 to make sure we get it in? Because USC plays on Saturday. That's probably a good place to go. And then uh, deal. We should do an, let's do another conference at the end of the week, and we'll save title and Heisman for next week. Like nobody plays. This looking, 